Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go. And now, two goofy, wacko, out-of-touch homers. Just brutal radio. Just horrible. Live. 41 yards. From Elliott Bay. Can you feel it now? This is Softy and Dick. You know, there is one story that we didn't get to in the update that we should get to. The Kraken right. announced today that uh, starting with the 2023-2024 season, uh, they're going to have a jersey sponsor uh, on their mm. sweater. That's the official hockey term is sweater. You don't want to say jersey because no. the hockey guy will come after you. Just like you don't want to say jersey in soccer, you got to say kit or the soccer guy, meaning Jackson Felt's going to come after you and rip your head off and I, crap down your throat. I will not come after anybody. Yeah. A field is a pitch. A kit is a jersey. It's interchangeable. Yeah, I mean, you know what the hell we're talking yes. about exactly. for crying out come loud, on, Jackson. Jesus Christ, Jackson. <laughs> I'm anyway, with you guys. The, uh, the Muckleshoot Indian tribe is going to have a patch on the Kraken jersey really? start. Starting next year, uh, you know, baseball is actually allowing teams to sell jersey sponsorship this season for the first time ever. And I believe there's only one team in baseball that has done it so far. I might be wrong on that. The San Diego Padres are going to have a Motorola logo. Think of the Motorola yep. logo yeah, with yeah, the yeah. two kind of like, uh, what do you call them, the waves or M whatever thing, they are? Yeah, yeah whatever yeah, they yeah. are. Uh, the two peaks, I guess. Uh, they're going to have their uh, patch on their on their sleeve starting this year. I actually reached out to uh, Marketing Director of the Week, Kevin Martinez from the M's. Uh, so far, nothing is in the works right now mm -hmm. for 2023, but baseball is allowing it to happen Right. Sooner or later, the Mariners are going to have a sponsor, right? Yes, on their logo. Absolutely. Uh, or on their jersey. And the NHL already has it. The NBA, as you know, has had it now for a while. The MLS, of course, has it because the freaking sponsor is more pronounced on their kit yes. than the team name for crying that out loud. That one I don't like. Most teams, when teams do that. In the EPL, well, that's the way it is in soccer. Every though. single team Every around team the world. Every team does yeah. that. I mean, Deal you with think it. about, like, you know, Manchester United or. Uh, you know, um, I don't know, Real Madrid, whatever. You think of their sponsor first yeah. because that's what you see. And then up in the corner, there's a little small shield or a crest or yep. whatever it is, right, with that team's logo. So NHL's doing it. NBA's been doing it. Soccer's been doing it forever. Uh, baseball uh, has it starting this year. The one league in the world that doesn't allow it is the National Football League. They allow it in training camp, that's it. but they don't allow it during the regular season. So at some point, they may do it, but it just kind of got me thinking about that because that was kind of a no-go for a lot of people 20 Absolutely. years ago. You don't want to ruin the uniform. Don't you, don't you dare put anything on that uniform besides maybe the logo of the athletic company that made the uniform, like the Nike swoosh or the Reebok logo yep. or the Under Armour logo or whatever. It seems to me, and maybe I'm just being old, right? Maybe I'm just being the old boob here talking about this. I'm just okay? old and cynical and burned yeah. out and all those things. But baseball uniforms seem to be, to me, almost the most sacred of all of them. I don't know why I think that way. Maybe it's because baseball is the oldest sport amongst all the big leagues out there. It would look weird to have something on a Yankee uniform. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, to have a corporate logo 
And I'm glad that baseball is doing it on the sleeve and not on the chest like they do in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that look kind of weird to have a sponsor on a Yankee uniform? They don't even have their damn last names, for God's sakes, on their unis. And now you're going to put a freaking Gatorade logo on a, on a on a Yankee uniform sleeve? It just seems weird to I'm me. I'm not so sure the Yankees would allow that because I think the Yankees are... I think they're very hoity-toity, and they probably should be very hoity-toity. When you have more than 25 world championships, you probably have have the right to be very hoity-toity. So I think if you're the Yankees, you're the Red Sox, you're the Cubs, the teams that you mentioned, I I think those teams probably shouldn't even approach doing it. But the rest of baseball, I mean, the Cardinals probably you could throw in there too, but 25 out of the 30 teams in baseball, uh, is it that sacred to put something on a Rays jersey? Well, no, but not to us, right? I mean, maybe a pirate fan would think differently, right? Maybe an angel fan would think differently. Uh, maybe a guardian fan, I guess, would think differently, although the name has changed, obviously. But don't you guys kind of agree with that, that baseball uniforms seem to be like, if there's sacred ground among jerseys, right? Like we talk about sacred ground at stadiums all yeah. the time. If there's sacred ground among jerseys, isn't baseball the most sacred of them all? Or am I just... I'd am, ask Jackson because Jackson grew up in the time where football was absolutely number one with a bullet, whereas you and I are old enough that like 35 years ago, there was kind of a question. Now, baseball was still really cool in the 1980s. You know, whereas now it's not nearly as cool as the huh. NFL. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't Jackson? even know if it's about popularity just as much as it is about nostalgia and history. Mm. I mean, yeah. What do you think? I, I listen. I, I'm coming from the, the the mindset of sponsors on jerseys is not a big deal because it's a normal thing in soccer. And then in terms of just what's the most sacred. Like, not, nothing is sacred. It's a jersey. You play in it. That's why all the craziness about people... It's like Seinfeld's people, line. It's laundry. I mean, like, it is, though, because, like, everybody's making the hubbub about, you know, the, the new Sounders logo, right? Right. And, like, at the end of the day, it's a jersey they play in. You know what? Like, it's a... It's, and this goes for all sports. It's a jersey they play in. Why people are so up in arms about jerseys in sports is yeah. crazy to me. Yeah, but the, it's like laundry. Real Madrid and Barcelona, they didn't always have. I'm sure people went absolutely crazy when those guys first got sponsored, don't you think? Oh, they probably did a long, long, long time ago. And at first it was like, what the heck is this? And right, like, right, like, what, right. two, three, five, whatever. Yeah, how many years it. later, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's the normal thing. And now across the entire sport all around the globe, it's a normal thing. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at uh, the current sponsor for Manchester United. You know who it is, by the way? No, I don't like United. Team Viewer. I don't even know what the hell that is. That is. What is that? Like a etch a sketch or something? <laughs> pair of binoculars? I got no idea what the hell that even means. But I don't know, man. Uh, Jackson's point about why do people get worked up? Because it's tradition, right? Like it's tradition to not have a DH in the National League. And now they have one. And people have lost their freaking mind. It's not tradition to put a runner on second base to start the 10th inning. And now they're doing it, and people have lost their minds. So when you grow up with something, when you're used to a certain approach to something, and then all of a sudden that changes, it's like, wow, this doesn't really kind of compute with me, and I don't like it. How many people do you know that say things like, I don't like change, right? I just don't like change. And you're seeing a lot of change in sports. College football, right? Tradition to have the Pac-12 champion play the Big Ten champion in the Rose Bowl. That's now gone. So Why do you get worked up about that? In the end, it's just a football game. It's just a team. It's just sports. We're not curing polio here, for God's sakes, but all of this is tradition. Yeah, and I'm one of those people that don't like change. I mean, (laughs) I'm definitely one of those people, and and I'm... But I also kind of think that I... 
I measure myself as far as how much I want to go crazy about these things. I don't like the runner at second base, but I'm going to save my energy for something that is really egregious in the sports world and not going to go over yeah, crazy yeah. about a runner at second base. I'm not going to go crazy about a, about a patch on somebody's sleeve for the Seattle Mariners. Like when you see robots behind home plate instead of actual humans. That's when Dick Fane will lose his freaking <laughs> mind. All right, let's get to Mike Florio right now. It's time for our weekly conversation with Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio. Brought to you by Simply Seattle. Tired of buying and repping the same old Seattle sports gear everyone else has? For the best Storm, Seahawks, Mariners, Kraken, Rainiers, Sounders, and not to mention the largest Sonics collection in the world, check out simplyseattle.com. Now with Mike Florio. Here's Softy and Dick. 41 yards. All right, boys and girls, the Griffey Major League Baseball logo hoodies are out. Uh, 30 bucks a piece or three for 75 uh, at simplyseattle.com. Get stocked up for the baseball season, the Kraken postseason run, the whole mushpuka at venuekings.com. Excuse me, venuekings. Simplyseattle.com. Hey, we got too many sponsors here, man. Uh, simplyseattle.com. Be sure and use code Softy at checkout for a discount. Here he is joining us right now on the radio show. It's our friend Michael Florio, profootballtalk.com. How are you, pal? What's going on? What's up, Butthole? Uh, not much, man. <laughs> What's up, Butthole? Good to have you back on the radio show. So the franchise tag deadline is a couple weeks away, and we're all waiting to see what happens with Geno Smith. If they can't get a deal done with him long term, do you expect, Michael, that Geno Smith will get the franchise tag here in Seattle? Well, you know, great question. $32.4 million for the non-exclusive franchise tag. That would expose him Two free agency with the caveat that if another team signs and do an offer sheet and the Seahawks don't match, they get two first-round picks as compensation. I think Lamar Jackson, the only player this year that would draw a couple of first-round picks if he slips through to non-exclusive free agency or franchise tag, excuse me. I just don't know. I don't know what the Seahawks are thinking because the reality is there are plenty of other options at quarterback. And if Geno Smith is being unreasonable in their eyes and if geno smith isn't happy with whatever they offer and whatever they offer him is going to be more than he ever thought he was going to make the question becomes would they just say we'll give that money to someone else we'll pursue another quarterback who'll be available in free agency or we'll trade for somebody or we'll draft somebody we'll just start over if we have to there may be an expectation by the organization that he should take less than what he could get. And the question becomes, what could he get on the open market? That's where the scouting combine becomes very useful. Even though the tampering that will happen there next week violates the rules, it allows everyone to understand what's behind door number one and what's behind door number two and what a player's market is or isn't. And that will be a factor in this as well. So for the Seahawks' sake, you would want Smith to know what else is out there before March 7, before they make a decision before they have to know whether or not they're going to put that franchise tag on him. So at this point, it's not known. But by the end of next week, there'll be a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Mike, you mentioned Lamar Jackson there, and I'm fascinated by this situation because Lamar's numbers have gone down, period. I mean, he's gone from 99 to 87, 91 the last three years in, in passer rating. He's not running the ball nearly as effectively as he did three, four years ago. So is it a good idea for the Ravens just to say, you know what? Well, let's let's cut. Let's look for a trade for Lamar Jackson and start the salary clock over at quarterback. Well, I think what will happen over the next 13 days, they'll keep the door open for a long term deal in the event that Lamar has some sort of epiphany and decides he'll take whatever offer was on the table last August, assuming that same offer would even be on the table now. And that may not be an accurate assumption. 
But then I think they apply the franchise tag. At one point, it definitely would have been the exclusive version that keeps him from talking to other teams. I won't be surprised if they go non-exclusive at this point. Basically, invite slash dare him to go out there and get that five-year fully guaranteed contract that he wants because Deshaun Watson got it last year. Is there a team that will give it to him without negotiation? Because the problem is you can't really negotiate with him because he doesn't have an agent. And the Ravens have had a hell of a time trying to sit down and work out a middle ground. I think from Jackson's perspective, and this isn't incorrect, this is what I would have done at 25 years old without an agent. I would say, hey, I've been an MVP. I shouldn't have to beg you for anything. I shouldn't have to make my case as to why I deserve what I want. You should just give it to me. And if a team gives it to him or is willing to give it to him, then the question becomes, would the Ravens insist on an offer sheet being signed and two first-round picks as compensation, or would they work out a trade for something less than two ones? And here are a couple of teams to watch. Panthers and Falcons, because they both both have top ten picks. And, you know, when you sign a franchise tag player and give up two first-round picks, it doesn't matter whether it's number one, number 32, or any in between. Mm -hmm. And so the argument would be, hey, we got a top ten pick we're giving you. You should expect something less than a second first-round pick to get this trade done. So I think a trade is a real possibility if there's a team that, that can get Lamar Jackson to agree to a contract. That's the biggest impediment. Uh, Mike Florio, courtesy of SimplySeattle.com, joining us from uh, ProFootballTalk.com. And Mike, uh, two questions. Has Aaron Rodgers emerged from his solitude? And if he has, what were the results of that uh, introspective journey by him, you think? Well, there was a great gift that it was more of a clip. It was longer than a gift that the guys that pardon my take posted today of Danny DeVito emerging naked from the hole in a couch on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is just great. And they said that's Aaron Rodgers emerging from his darkness retreat. We haven't heard that he has ended his four-day descent into darkness, and I assume that given the fact that he seems to be someone who likes to get attention and publicity, he would let us know if he has indeed emerged into the light with a decision on his future. Question one, does he play at all? I doubt that he retires primarily because he doesn't want to be at the bottom of the marquee when Tom Brady goes into the Hall of Fame. Number two, does he play for the Packers or someone else? Number three, if not the Packers, who? And whatever team he picks, can they work out a trade? So there's a lot of moving parts here. And there was some reporting late last week that the Packers are done with Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Maybe they're done with Aaron Rodgers the way he's operating. But I think that if he was all in on the offseason program, and all in on doing everything he can to get his receivers comfortable and ready for the coming season, they may have a different tune. And if you just look at the Chiefs last year, what Patrick Mahomes did to get his guys ready and what Rodgers didn't do, you know, that's the difference between winning the Super Bowl and not making the playoffs quite possibly for the Green Bay Packers. And if they are going to have him back for one more year, they may want Rodgers to make a full commitment. What do you think Rodgers' value in trade is? Well, the problem is he's due to make $60 million this year. Oof. And there's no guarantee he's going to play beyond a season. Brett Favre got a fourth-round pick or a third-round pick in the trade that the Packers did with the Jets 15 years ago. I just think at this point the notion that they'd be entitled to two first-round picks or something like that is ridiculous, especially if they don't want him. And especially if, if they don't want him and he wants to play and his attitude is, hey, I'll gladly make $60 million. You want to move on to Jordan Love? Fine. You still owe me $60 million. I'll sit on the bench for that amount. So – I just think they need to be realistic. They need to be reasonable. And what they did with the Favre deal, it was a a fourth-round pick that could go higher based upon whatever it was that the team accomplished. And I think something like that would be fair. 
a mid-level pick that can escalate, and maybe another pick if he plays a second year. Yeah. You know, a package that's very creative. I think that would be fair if and when a trade happens. Mike, uh, Kurt Cousins, Good Lord. is he back in Minnesota next year? Oh, I think he will be. I think that, you know, the problem is this. Teams either have franchise quarterbacks or they don't. And the teams that don't have to ask themselves, can we get one? And if we can't, do we love the one we're with? And I think the Vikings are in that category of team that, that doesn't have a better alternative right now. There isn't a playoff. Now, unless they make a move up in the draft, and they're drafting down in the 20s, so it won't be very easy for them to do it. But that's what the Chiefs did. When they had a quarterback who was just good enough in Alex Smith, they made the move from 27 to 10 to get Patrick Mahomes. And a couple of years ago, frankly, there was a lot of steam in Minnesota that they were going to take Justin Fields with a pick in the 10 to 15 range, and the Bears traded up to take Fields. So, you know, I think the Vikings understand what, what Kirk Cousins is and what he isn't. And their GM, Quisio Dofomensis, said something along those lines last July. We understand we don't have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. So I think they're stuck unless they have a plan and, and unless they plan to make a play for one of these young quarterbacks, um, what, what else can they really do? And, and I was kicking around the idea last week of them possibly trying to sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, but they still have to pay Justin Jefferson. They have to deal with Kirk Cousins' final year of his contract. There's just a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot of cap damage that gets done when you start getting creative with veterans. They're more likely to be creative with draft picks to move up in the, in the selection process. So Brock Purdy's got inflammation, so he's got to push the surgery back. Is there a veteran plan in San Francisco, or is it just going to be feel, or uh, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, and that's it, that's all? I think that's what they'd like to do. Now, they finally were coming around, I believe, on the possibility of pursuing Tom Brady just as Tom Brady retired. And are we really swallowing the hook that Tom Brady's done? How many times do we have to go through this veteran quarterback tells us he's done and he's really not done, whether it's Brett Favre, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Aaron Rodgers with this endless contemplation. And remember just before the 2021 training camp started, the sports books pulled off all the Packers future bets because the word was getting around. He was going to retire, you know, until these guys are done and stay done, I'm not going to believe it. And if the 49ers make Tom Brady an offer, he can't refuse. And remember he's becoming a free agent. This has been a very, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers underreported and and not really uh what what, what what words am i groping for here there hasn't been as much focus on it as there should have been 
He is going to be a free agent. He isn't doing a dummy contract with the Buccaneers to reduce his cap charge this year. Many thought he was going to do that. He's free and clear as of March 15. He can do whatever he wants after March 15. He can sign with anyone, anytime, anywhere. And I'm just not ready to assume that he's done. And I'm not ready to assume the 49ers aren't going to try to get him, especially if Purdy's timetable is delayed. Mike, in the words of the late, great Ron Fairley. See you later! Great stuff, man. We'll talk in a week. See you, pal. Who's Ron Fairley? Uh, Wait, who's Ron Fairley? Ron Fairley played for the Dodgers for a while, and he was a broadcaster in Seattle with Dave Niehaus on the Mariner baseball broadcast. Yeah. And that was his hammer when the game was over? See you later! Now, that was on uh, Home run call. Ken Griffey Jr. tied Dale oh, Long okay. and Don Mattingly's eight consecutive games with a homer, and he was on the call for that play. See you later! Well done. There you go. All, All right, right see man. You later. See you, buddy. Bye. <laughs> see you later. Mike Florio with us. We're going to break. Petros Papadakis will join us coming up right here at 4 o'clock. Our weekly visit with him. There's a freaking blizzard. You hear about that? About to hit L.A. A horse crap radio show. We'll talk to Petros about that at 4 right here on 93.3 KJRFM. Now back to Softy and Dick. Try to outrun the field. Two-handed stop. And that's the dagger. On your home for the rim rattling coverage of March Madness. All right, 331 on a Wednesday afternoon right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Petros Papadakis joining us coming up as well at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Losers. Hope he's all right down there. They got a big blizzard, a big windstorm, snowstorm hitting Southern California, man. This reminds me of the movie The Day After Tomorrow. Love that movie. With Dennis Quaid. Love that movie. Where when you walk outside, you take one step and freeze to death. That's, right. That's what's going on down there in L.A., man. It's Armageddon. Well, if it, if it gets to 60 degrees, yeah. Southern Californians just, they won't go outside. They well, wear like parkas. They're actually talking about snow, though, which means 32. So, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah figured that one out myself. So we'll talk to Petro, see how they're doing at 4 o'clock today. Chuck Powell joining us at 5 o'clock today on the radio show from Peoria. I was looking at uh, CBS Sports' latest draft projection, which uh, I agree with Jackson. We're getting close to kind of getting into that mode where every week, almost every day on the radio show, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft with the Seahawks having, obviously, the number 5 pick in the draft. And CBS has them trading down at number 5, uh, the Panthers move into the five hole and take Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky, and the Seahawks drop down and take defensive lineman Kalijah Cansey from Pittsburgh uh, at number nine overall. I'd be curious to know what they project them getting in return to drop down four spots. It could mean a second. an extra first-round draft pick. Who knows how desperate they are. Uh, but yeah, at least a second-round draft pick to move down four spots. So you got to think if uh, if the Seahawks are not going to take a quarterback and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud are all there, and there's a bunch of teams that are kind of bunching up behind them that are all desperate for quarterbacks that, hey, they can work the room a little bit, right? Work the market, work the room. But the question is, do they want to take a quarterback? That is the big unknown with this draft because I think all of us would be fine with Will Anderson. We'd be fine with Jalen Carter, right? There's all this, like uh, Todd McShay, about a month and a half ago, put it out there that Jalen Carter had some character problems mm-hmm. that may make him drop, and we'll see. I have no idea if he's got character problems or not. There was a story that came out this morning. Did you guys see this, by the way, about Jalen Carter, that his character is so bad that he actually paid for all of the school books and like school supplies for a teammate who did not have any money to support himself. What a terrible and human being. he went out being. and did all that. Okay, now, 
it it's two truths can exist That's at right. one time. That's right. That Jalen Carter did all that and also did some pretty shady stuff behind the scenes. So I got no clue. We'll start kind of investigating stuff like this. Not like the Seahawks want to find out what we dig up, but we'll call our buddies all over this country and get guys on the air and gals on the air and find out what these people are all about. But it's getting to be that point, man, where we got to start figuring out because I I think if the Seahawks can't reach a lot, let me just ask you guys this, because maybe I'm full of crap, which I typically am. If the Seahawks cannot reach a long-term deal with Geno Smith and they have to franchise him, is that an indicator that maybe they're more interested in drafting a quarterback than we think they are? Because if they are really, really enamored with Geno Smith, they just get something done and they bring him back and they want him for the next three or four or five years. And if they don't get something done with Geno, not willing to meet his price, not willing to break the bank per se, Dick, to get Geno Smith back, does that make you feel like, hey, maybe they just want him as a bridge mm. and they're fired up to draft a young guy at number five? I think they're kind of two separate stories because you can hold on to a rookie quarterback and you can groom him. I I would be shocked if their plan is Geno Smith for three or more years. I can see where their plan is Geno Smith for one. I can see where their plan is Geno Smith for two. I'd be stunned if, if they think that, you know what? We're going to be a Super Bowl championship team with Geno Smith as the quarterback. I just right, don't see right. it, and I don't think they see it either. Okay. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I don't think the Seahawks believe that Geno Smith is their long-term answer at quarterback either. And when I say long-term, I mean like the next three to five yeah, years three because plus. I think that's yep. what they're looking at right now. There's a, there's a window for them where they feel like, hey, in the next three-ish years, give or take a year or whatever, we're going to be kind of in that window. Like I saw an article that came out the other day and talked about all the teams in the NFL that have a Super Bowl window, and the Hawks as of right now are not one of them because they don't have the quarterback yet, right. obviously, and their defense isn't elite, uh, and they still need some help on the offensive line. So I I, I would say they're kind of right middle of the pack, whatever, but there's a big gap between the top of the of the league and the middle of the league. I mean, just look at the final scores of the games the Seahawks played against the Niners this year, right? There's a, a large gap between them and Kansas City and San Francisco and maybe Philadelphia. We'll see what the Eagles do you know, next year, but those two teams for sure. But I would just say this, that the Seahawks, to me, if they're going to draft the quarterback in this year's draft, it better be a guy that they believe is a franchise-altering right. player. Because what you'd be giving up in trade that you could get by moving back could be a haul that is way too much to turn down. I mean, there better be a, a all-pro, almost Hall of Fame caliber talent at quarterback this year. And if there's not, then move down and take your extra first-round pick, your extra second-round pick, grab an interior player at number 10 or 11 or whatever, mm -hmm. stock up on picks, and let's fix the offensive and defensive line and then draft the quarterback either later in this draft or next year. This seems to be one of those weird years, though, in the draft where there's just not one consensus guy. And not only is at there quarterback? not a period. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, you know, you've seen Jalen Carter, number one. Right. You've seen Bryce Young, number one. I've seen C.J. Stroud, number one. I've certainly seen Will Anderson, number one. So you've got, like... So all these guys that, that CBS draft, I mentioned, I'm just saying in just mock saying the drafts, one, the one I just mentioned has Anthony Richardson going number one overall. What? <laughs> yes. It's got him going number one overall. How about Holy that? Smoke. So that, I mean, that kind of, yeah. I guess that kind of proves, proves my point. And yeah. so 
being having the number five pick this year yep. is fabulous. Absolutely. Because you've got three quarterbacks that somebody's going to want to take high. Right. And the question is, A, do you if you're John Schneider, do you think one of those three guys is your guy? And two, is there another guy, whether it's Will Anderson, whether it's Tyree Wilson, whether it's Jalen Carter, that you have pegged as that is our difference maker. And if you get the five and none of those guys are left, then move back. Then you move back. Look at this right here. Uh, NFL mock draft CBS. Anthony Richardson, number That's one. Bryce Young, number two. Jalen Carter, number I mean, three. He's really intriguing, Anderson, but he can't throw a football right now. Will Levis, number five. So I, I don't know. I Richardson's mean, a freak, but well, he can't throw a football. Right now he can't. Right. But you know what? You know who else couldn't throw a football? Jalen Hurts. You know who else yeah. couldn't throw a football? Tyler Huntley. Honestly, I mean, you, you saw him play at Utah. I'm not saying that Tyler Huntley is unbelievable. Hey, he's a pro bowler this year. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, whatever. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, right? That's kind of a ridiculous one of those. Hey, somebody's got to go there, for God's sakes, and right. represent the uh, the AFC in the Pro Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, but I'm just talking about how much progress those guys made. I never, ever, watching Jalen Hurts play at Alabama, could have imagined him with a QBR of 78, whatever it was, yeah. in the Super Bowl. Against Kansas City and being in the MVP race. And look, I mean, we can debate how good of a pastor he is, but he's good enough. He's not a turd. That's right. And he looked awful when he was in school. Tyler Huntley looked awful when he was at Utah. So I don't know, man. You get the right coaching and you can you can definitely change these guys because those are two great examples in the last five years of dudes that I thought would never survive in the NFL. All right. 339. Petros Papadakis will join us. Uh, Chuck Powell uh, is going to be with us at 5 o'clock talking some baseball. Coming up at uh, 5 o'clock tonight, excuse me, right here on 93.3 KJRFM. Now back to Softy and Dick. Tried out on the field. Two-handed stop. And that's the dagger. On your home for the rim rattling coverage of March Madness. So I'm looking up kind of what the Seahawks could do with that number five pick if they want to move down. Um, the the one trade that we've been talking about, I think, a lot the most as far as like compensation packages, if you will, for the Seahawks is what the Niners gave up or what the or the uh, Dolphins, sorry, gave up or got three, two, one. What the Dolphins <laughs> got uh, with the Niners trade. So the N- Dolphins were at number three. Miami traded their first and second round picks. Um, number three pick, sorry, to the Niners in exchange for a first rounder. And they got to drop down three spots. They got an extra third round pick, an extra first round pick. That's just to move down three spots. That's going from number three to number six right. in the draft uh, two years ago. They got an extra first and an extra third rounder. So, you know, the more you move down the draft, the less you get, obviously. But the, I think the Hawks are in that sweet spot, Dick, where they could be looking at if somebody's desperate, maybe grabbing somebody's first-round draft pick in the 24 draft. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the old trade value chart, yes. 2023 version. The Seahawks' fifth pick is worth 1,700 points. Okay. You mentioned going down to Carolina at Number 9. nine right. That is three, 1,350, so a 350-point difference. A 350-point difference nets you a mid-second-round draft pick, according to this chart. Yeah, but it depends on how desperate people are, right? right. I mean, obviously, if they're desperate for a quarterback and they love the guy there. I guess the question is, what what do we want the Seahawks to do? What what, what do the fans want the Seahawks to do? Not that they're going to listen to us. They should, but they're not going to. You know, like, do, do, you, do you see a quarterback in the draft that you really love and you think the Seahawks are idiots if they don't take C.J. Stroud? 
They're idiots if they don't draft Will Levis. They're morons if they pass on Will Anderson. Will Anderson is the next uh, Lawrence Taylor. Jalen Carter is the next Cortez Kennedy. And if they draft, if they pass on those guys, they're dipsticks, and they all should be fired and run out of town on the next bus. (laughs) So do we as fans have a strong feeling one way or the other on this? Because i got to be honest with you. Right now, I don't. Mm -hmm. And that may change right after, you know, doing a little homework and talking to people and blah, 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 being influenced and persuaded. Uh, But right now, I don't have a real strong feeling. If they draft somebody there, great. If they trade down, great. If they take a quarterback, great. If they take a defensive lineman, great. If they take an edge rusher, great. I don't have a real strong feeling, guys, one way or the other on what I think they should do. But I know a lot of fans do. I know there's a lot of people out there. I I see it all over Twitter that say C.J. Stroud is going to be a star in the NFL. you got to take C.J. Stroud. It's a gift from the gods if he's there at number five and you have to take him. So do we have any strong feelings either way right now? Uh, as fans, on what we hope and think the Seahawks should do. I mean, I have a ridiculously strong feeling of Anderson or Carter. And if 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 one of them are there, absolutely take one of them. If both of them are there, that's the only situation I'm okay trading down. Because, like, th- those are the two guys. You need help on both the defensive line and off the edge. Right. Those are the two guys. They're clearing away the two best defensive players in this draft. You take one of them if they're there. I'm kind of with Jackson. I think that a lot of people want that pass rusher. And the good news is there's guys in there. You know, there's there's Jalen Carter. There's Will Anderson off the edge. There's Tyree Wilson off the edge. There's some guys that, that the expert, there's Miles Murphy from Clemson. There's guys in this top seven, eight that pretty much the consensus of the draft, Nick, say these are game-changing type players on the defensive line. You've been looking for one of those guys since? Yeah. How long? Forever. How long has it been? Every team looks for that Exactly. So, you know, as far as the quarterbacks go, I need to look at them more. I am very concerned with Bryce Young's size and the fact he's not twitchy. Mm -hmm. So you're going to give me a six-foot quarterback that doesn't run? Okay, I've seen that before. Isn't that Tua Tungvaloa? And Tua, to me, is just a good quarterback. And I don't want just a good quarterback if I'm going to use a fifth overall pick on him. Yeah, I mean, the two a thing we can debate, but I, I just, I, I don't know, and this is one of the questions that you'll have for guys like Daniel Jeremiah when they come on the show. So what's the difference between Jalen Carter and this kid from Pittsburgh? What's the difference between right. Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech or the kid from Iowa, uh, Lucas Van Ness, right? Whatever. How big of a gap is there? Because you just made a statement yeah. there, and maybe you're exactly right. I don't know. Maybe you watch more draft tape than I do. Maybe Jackson's up, you know, breaking these guys down all night long. He's watching the All-22. Um, what is the gap? What's the gap between Jalen Carter and the rest of those guys that we're talking about? Because I remember watching Jalen Carter in the semifinal and the national title game, and all people talked about was that he was nowhere to be found in those games. In right. the biggest games of the year that Georgia played, he was nowhere to be found. So I'm not saying that that is a deal breaker or not. But I'm. I, this is the type of thing that we really don't know the answer to because every team has a different take on this. Every scouting department has a different take on this. Every now and then, like you said, Dick, there's going to be a consensus. Okay, Andrew Luck, clear number one sure. guy. Trevor Lawrence. We all love him. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, whatever. Let's not even overthink Joe this. Burrow. Blah, blah, blah. Correct. There's not that guy in this draft. I don't know if there's a consensus number two or number three or number four or number five. If you compared the Seahawks mock draft to Atlanta's mock draft or the Titans mock draft or the Niners mock draft, they may look totally different. I think they will. Every single different. one of them. Yep. So what is the gap? What's the gap? Because if I because it's like the Geno Smith conversation. Would you rather have Geno Smith 
Or would you rather have Drew Locke and a defensive lineman and a corner in free agency, right? Would you rather have the number five pick and Will Anderson, or would you rather have this kid from Pittsburgh and an extra second round pick? Right. So all of that, to me, is a part of this discussion. That's why I can't wait to get guys like DJ on the air and ask him, what is the difference? Because if there's a significant gap between Carter and the rest of the defensive tackles and Anderson and the rest of the edge rushers, like significant, and one of those guys is there, then I agree with what you just said. See, and I think there's two different players, obviously, Carter and Anderson. What I've read is the difference between between and this is all I've read, and I'm and I'm reading Schneider Jeremiah. Saying that. I, I, what I've read. Well, read. see, here's the no. thing. So, like, Daniel yeah, Jeremiah you know, you know told how, me. You know how you know how the first problem is to admit you have a problem. Yeah. The first thing step. I have a problem with right now PFF mock drafts because I am on the PFF mock draft the site, simulator like, rabbit hole all yeah, yeah. day rabbit every hole. day. Yeah. It's crazy, and like, and I'm just reading ridiculous. You know, it's like a slot things. machine, by the way. There's no rhyme or reason to it oh, whatsoever. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it's 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 just an addiction I have right now. It's terrible, but but everything I'm reading is that the the difference between uh, you know Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson is much smaller than the difference between Jalen Carter and the next guy, right? Yep. So for me, Jalen Carter is my number one guy. But again, like that's the great question is what could the Seahawks get if they drop down three spots and still get a Wilson as opposed to an Anderson? And is that gap worth a second round pick? You know, right. that, that's but the great question. He seems like Carter seems like the one guy. Yeah. That won't be there at five. Hell, he's like mo- he's I could the- see any of the three quarterbacks potentially being there at five. I could see Will Anderson being yeah, there at five, yeah, but yeah. I don't know about Jalen Carter because it seems like everybody's got him at least consensus. Josh Edwards from one CBS Sports. Uh, Josh Edwards from CBS Sports today. His mock has the Jalen Carter at five. So. Okay, so here's what we have to do. Wow. All right, and, and I'm sorry, Jackson. This is bad news for you, but now you have to do some actual work here. We got to start getting a bunch of these guys on the yeah, air. Absolutely. Like any and all mock draft experts. And I want all of them. Remember when Josh Edwards was on a couple months ago? He's, I want all of again. them. All right. I don't care if they have personality or not. I want every single one. If they suck <laughs> yes. on the air, we'll get them off yes. the air within 30 seconds. But I want to get as many guys and gals as we can on the air in the next two months and get a real consensus for what kind of gap there is. Who is the best defensive lineman? Is he a generational guy? quarterbacks, generational players. Uh, We talked about that deal the Dolphins got with the Niners a couple years ago. Uh, The Commanders moved down five spots with Philadelphia, and they turned that into an extra third and fourth round pick from going from number 11 to number 16. But again, the higher you are, the more you're going to get. I'm telling you, I'm convinced the Seahawks, if they play their cards right, could turn this into dropping four or five spots at maximum and mm-hmm. getting an extra first-round draft yep. pick in next year's draft. Uh, we're going to break. Petros Papadak is going to join us coming up next on 93.3 KJRFM. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.